It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Went for a sunny top of 26 for today. More blue skies for tomorrow and heating up to 33. And for Thursday, a partly cloudy top of 28. And don't miss the run home with Hayes and Mado. That's today from 3 on 657 SEN Track. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Six, and we're in the Toolkit Depot studio for the next two hours. Thanks to our wonderful friends, Garrett Gibbertson and, well, the former boss, of course, Frank Agostino, Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. No Scotty Cummings. We think he might be in transit to Melbourne or he's packing to go holiday road. So Hamish Brayshaw is in the studio, the great Sandover medalist. Appreciate your time. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Hey. Wow, we. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Clap, clap, clap. Grand final week. Goosebumps, okay. goosebumps last night watching it just reminded me of things. <laughs> uh, uh, very funny. Uh, have you have you subsided the um, the excitement of being a Sandover medalist now? Or are you still pretty proud of what you've done? Oh, I'm still very proud of what I've done. I've, uh, I probably need to curb the drinking a little bit but um, and the celebrating. But, uh, no, nah, it's it's good. I had our back chat live show last Saw night watching and, and had the Sandover medal on and wore the same suit. So I felt a little chuffed walking around the place. <laughs> But uh, ooh, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I've, I've, it's settled and it's sinking in, but it's good fun. AFL Grand Final week. Have you been to one? I have. I've been to a couple. I've been. Uh, I ran. I did the. Uh, well, obviously, 2018. I was on the West Coast Eagles list when we won that one. I went and watched the uh, Bulldogs Sydney game, and I watched Hawthorne beat Fremantle. So I've watched a couple. They've been very, very good. Hey, last night uh, there was this. Uh, I think it was round eleven. Melbourne played Fremantle, and it was all about the Brayshaws. Melbourne, a Brayshaw one vote. Fremantle, a Brayshaw two votes. Fremantle, <laughs> L. Jackson. That's all votes. very weird. Yeah. So Luke Jackson also lived with mum and dad. So that was uh, that was a three Brayshaw whole household. And it was vote. the flip two from yeah. Melbourne to yep. Fremantle. Yep. So uh, it, was a, it was a lot to. I've like. also went and I also have also seen Angus win a premiership. Just uh, as we mentioned that. So yeah, I've seen a few. Yeah, certainly have. Um, and Lockie Neal is a – I mean, there's, there's six degrees of separation in all of this. Lockie mm. Neal is close to the Brayshaw family. Yep. Andrew came to Fremantle and lived with Lockie for his first year, so he uh, learnt a lot off him. And to now be a two-time Brownlow medalist is a, uh, a quite a special achievement. But, no, he's, uh, he was very, very close to Andrew in the house. Well, when he won the Brownlow the first time he was in Melbourne, you blokes were all over him. There was photos galore. You were in all that. Were you, weren't you? No, nah, Andrew was. I was with uh, – no, I didn't – that wasn't – I wasn't at that one. Andrew was he was there and uh, out there with bells on? Um, That's right. But I, I was at the one with Nat, I was at the one with Nat Fife when he won. I was Nick Nat State to that Brownlow. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. I've been to one Brownlow, um, and I've and I looked at socials last night, and the effort going to some of the media types that get invited and say, "Oh, I'm at the Brownlow." I'm just thinking. They clearly just give tickets to anybody nowadays. <laughs> if you're not there, you're very unlucky. But I will say uh, John Walsfold was my plus one. Well, there you go. He was on the coaching staff at Carlton at the yep. time, and they just had it. It was all full. 
they had no spots for the assistants, yep. the coaches. So here you was my plus one. Well, there you go. There you go. Back not a bad plus one. No, not bad. It's a good count. I, I love the count. I think it's great fun listening to it and the way that Gil sort of just wh- whizzes through. And then Did you hits. like this, the end one? Brisbane. L. Neal. Three oh, votes. Yeah. So there's the combination. The winner of the 2023 Brownlow Medal, Lockie Neal of the Brisbane Lions Football Club. So if you listen back again, we'll listen again. So if you listen again, you hear the crowd in the actual Crown Palladium. Yep. They go, oh, like there was genuine disappointment yeah. when he goes L. Neal. Because Lockie's up in Brisbane, mm. they were pretty, not flat, but you know, they're very low-key, all on the waters. Yeah. So there's... It was just a... Yeah. He, in a room. He was uh, he was quite shocked. Very shocked. When he got the win. Have a listen again to the See crowd reaction. Disappointment. Have a listen. Brisbane. Next. L. Neal. Three oh. votes. Oh. <laughs> so there was all for Bont. They were all worried yeah. because Bont had his hands on the on the medal there at a brief time. Uh, reactions of everyone. And the, if you've got a reaction, 13, 12, 55 or 0487 736 Did you watch the count? Did you enjoy the count? I love it. You yeah. loved it? Oh, I love it. I, I think it's great. I, I'll, the way that they just whiz through the rounds that don't mean anything. And he, <laughs> I, I love it when there's... It didn't really happen a whole lot this year, but when there's two players on the same team that have the same first letter in their name and <laughs> one of them's going well and one of them's not, it's M, who's it going to be? Bond and Pelly, and everyone goes nuts. It's uh, it's great fun. Oh, I think it's really, really good. They've dissected the games with a fine-tooth comb where Lockie Neal got uh, three votes. What was that game? It was against GWS? Yeah, uh, I think uh, Josh Kelly had 41, Stephen Canelio might have had 38, and Lockie Neal had 20 touches yep. and seven kicks and got the three votes. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I think Jason Horn Francis had 13 touches one game and got the three votes. Dom Sheed played in a 63-point loss to Collingwood and got the three votes. That is that's interesting because he had he dominated that 43. game. 43 touches, but Nick Dacos had 30 goal, 30 touches and three goals that game. Just the two. Geez, you'd be flat. Errol Goulden <laughs> uh, got a possible 22 out of a possible 30. Got 22 out of a possible 30 votes in the last 10 rounds. He flew home. Nine out of 10 games to finish. What a star. He. Um, he, he was phenomenal the back end of this year, and I didn't really know who he was to begin the year. Ah, uh, why Why would it not be the same old day where the system has failed on our <laughs> breakfast show? Anyway, system sucks. Yeah, he uh, he came home with a, 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 a train. He's All-Australian. He's a superstar player. Again, it raises the question, this whole voting system about you know, and the errors and you know, Collingwood fans are up in arms. Yep. There's a couple of simple facts that come out of this. One, if Nick Dacos doesn't get injured, he, he, he wins the Brownlow. He wins the Brownlow, no question. And we're not even having these conversations. No. <clears throat> and Collingwood fans will be up in arms about anything whenever they can. Um, so that's <laughs> that's not really a question. But he wins if he doesn't get injured. He gets he hurts his knee at the wrong time. Uh, he, for him individually, he'd done enough to make All-Australian. He's done enough to get his team into a grand final. But, um, you know, unfortunately, he misses out on the individual accolades. Uh, so that, that hurts. And then... The, these little bits and pieces with, the you know, every now and again a player gets has an average game and gets three votes, it does you, – you have to question it at times, I think. I mean, I don't mind the umpires voting for it. I think it's – I don't really care, to be honest. You could give it to uh, – No, you some, couldn't give it to anybody else. You could. You like could, who? Oh, th- who? Experts of the game. Experts of the game. Name me an expert of the game that wouldn't come under criticism. That's true. Everyone would come under criticism. Absolutely they would. And if it's not the umpires who are out in the thick of the, in the cut and thrust of it and they see the game differently, they're not act, they do not, do not 
quote, hear me out, listeners, do not have access to the stats. They don't get given the stats. No, they don't. They get put in a room. They can. They do not consult anywhere outside influencers and give the votes. The only outside influence they get is on the big screen when it Correct. flashes up at halftime and three-quarter time. Correct. So they get that. I mean, I think this is a, the, definitely the umpires award. You have other ones. You have the Coaches Association Award. You have the Players Association. There's other awards that go to other to go to players from other outside outside sources, I, I think it's good. I mean, I got no I got no problem with the waffle umpires. They did a great job this year. <laughs> and, uh, did I, they get any games wrong for you? Can you if you dissected your votes? Did you get votes in games where you thought you didn't get votes, and and then and vice versa, Vicky Verka? Uh, last year I had, I think last year there was a few that stood out to me. I, I got three votes. I mean, we talk about Dom. I got three votes in a fifty-five point loss to Claremont, uh, and I got two votes in a seventy-five point loss to Peel. So that, they were wow. a few that went. They stood out. And what about this year when winning? Can you? Uh, this well, year, you haven't had time to worry about. No, nah, no point. No, no point dwelling. Um, no, <laughs> East I think Perth, H Brayshaw, three votes. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I declare yeah. the winner. Of the yeah. There was a couple. There was a couple that I had that, um, especially early. I think there was a game against South Freo that I might have got three votes that I, I thought I played okay, but. You know, they can go either way. So, no, nah, I think they got it exceptionally correct. 13, 12, 55 or 0487 736 We'd love your feedback. Plenty of people on socials giving us their opinions. So the attitude is, and I know Scotty, if he was in that chair, he'd be saying, oh, the umpires blew it and it shouldn't be an umpire's vote and Dane Swan's saying the same thing on socials. I get all that. And a lot of people are saying that. My attitude is this. The All-Australian selectors didn't have Lockie Neal in their All-Australian team. So why are they why are they the holier than now right holders of of what's good and what's bad? They haven't got it right all the time, and Lockie Neal has easily been in the best twenty two players this year, as proven by winning the uh, the Brownlow. And you can't have independent. Look, I mean, you can put blokes in an arc. Okay, you your job is to vote. Watch the game and vote. Yeah. But they're not impartial. They've got jobs and they barrack for teams yeah. and stuff. That, so they're not impartial. At least we know that the umpires, for the best part, are impartial observers yeah. of the game. Yeah. The um, the All-Australian one is tough. I mean, Matt Prittis won the Brownlow and didn't make the All-Australian team. It's happened before. Um, rare. Very. It's it rare. is rare. It and is Lockheed rare. And Lockheed a voted... Uh, sorry, a noted vote getter. He just he gets is. votes. He does. Uh, Ali Anderson did it in the AFLW last year. She didn't make the All Australian team and won uh, the league BNF. So it does happen. But he, yeah, I, I think you'd be very hard pressed to say that he wasn't in the best twenty-two players of the whole year. Whether or not, I mean, the midfield's good. You're always going to have good midfielders. But I think he is one that is, you know, routinely there or thereabouts as the be- one of the best players in the comp. And you talk about unlucky. And uh, the, a listener has texted in. Thank you, double four two. Lockie could have uh, been a three-time winner. Don't forget, the Crips suspension got overturned last year. Oh, don't worry. I remember that one full well. The AFL really wanted him to win that one. So they uh, they just said, nah, kick that one out the door. So Lockie Neal could have, was very unlucky not to have won it last year. Back to back. Imagine that, back to back, and all of a sudden you're a three-time Brownlow medalist. <laughs> We're talking about him as one of the greatest players in the history of the game. Uh, all righty. This is Errol Goulden uh, back uh, earlier in the year. I think Errol Gooden's impact. Yep. I think his uh, his power running, his disposal, his goal kicking ability, his link up play. He's tough. He, he's similar to Zach Butters in the fact that his his improvement has come from the impact he has on a game now, yep. isn't he? Yep. He is going to be Brownlow medalist. I know he's a very different looking player, and it's very hard to say he's going to be the same. But I reckon again with another year of toughness under his belt, he's almost going to be Parker esque. I reckon he's that tough. Oh wow! Yeah, I think he. I think he's super tough. But he uses it. He uses it as good as anyone yeah, in the beautiful. competition. 
So that was our conversation back in June about Errol Goodwin. I threw the word in Brownlow Middle and for a brief time, wow, do you reckon? Yeah, wow. We, 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 we digging for that little comment last night. We were going to edit it in nicely, the word Brownlow. He was flying home. And, uh, I, I think, I mean, yeah, sure, you, you could pick it then, but um, I don't think he could have picked what he did in the back end of the year no. to the to the way that he did it to the script. Um a fantastic player, and he's all of the, all of those things. He plays. He's a hard nut. He's a skillful player with the ball. He runs as hard as anyone in the comp, and um, you're very deserving all Australian. And I'm. It's it's hard to say that players will back it up and and do that again, yeah. and will be thereabouts for the Brownlow Medal. So it's. I'm not going to say that he'll win it. And I know that we can keep saying Brownlow, Brownlow, Brownlow. And he maybe one guy gets there, but he um he'll be he's going to forge a sensational career and be will be a very good player for a long time. Peter Dacos is going to join us after seven o'clock, so we're going to get the Dacos family reaction to last. Night's Brownlow medal count in grand final week. Uh, Gee, Nick Dacos has had a big year. Most votes ever by a second-year player. Handled himself really well. It would have been really tough to sit there. He looked disappointed, Mm. but um, he's such a mature young man for a 20-year-old, and uh, he he will just use it. Uh, He doesn't need motivation. He can use all the anger from the Collingwood faithful to to try. And, you know, they'll, they'll point it. I have no doubt that when Lockie Neal goes near the ball on the weekend... They'll boo him. They'll boo him oh, big time. Of course, and why wouldn't they? I um, <laughs> I, would, I would have really enjoyed... I mean, obviously Nick and Lockie were both not drinking and playing a grand final this weekend. Would have been interesting to see how he handled himself under pressure, Dacos, when he was had a couple had a couple of sherbats because he was uh, he was he was very calm. You're right. Early days when he didn't poll, he, he was just didn't get big didn't enough. Get, yeah, didn't get enough in the first sort of ten Correct. rounds. Went went bang as we all knew he would, but yeah. um, didn't really. I think he knew early on when he wasn't getting as many votes as people thought that he would that he probably wasn't going to go near it. Um, but geez, he would have been nervous sitting there all night, thinking I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the lead, I'm going to be in the lead, and then to have it taken off him in the last round, that uh, that would have hurt. Alrighty, there's so many texts coming through about you know Charlie Cameron kicking seven goals in the GWS yep. game. Uh, Neil had a good year, but I think some other players had better years. Probably stiff not to win. Let's not forget though, you know, if Crips, yeah, we've already done that one. Thank you, Johnny. Ticket Tech, glad that the Brownlow Medal has taken attention away from the ticket allocations. Uh, it wasn't a great day for for them yesterday. Uh, Charlie Cameron, as I said, thank you, Scotty. So look, there's always going to be talk, and you can keep it coming. Thirteen, twelve, fifty-five. Ticket Depot open line or zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Now. Um, Angus, yes, your brother. Uh, we take this opportunity. We don't have you on our uh, show and talk to you just to get access to the Angus update. But can you give us an Angus update? He's he's doing pretty well. Yeah, he um, last week he had a couple of days where he went backwards and sort of was a bit foggy and a bit dizzy and wasn't wasn't feeling great. Uh, and then came out the other side of that and he's starting to feel really good. He's played. He's back playing golf. He's back doing his normal life. His his symptoms have gone away. I think he was pretty. Well, not happy. Obviously, would have liked Melbourne to have been still still going, but the fact that the decision wasn't immediate for him was, um, I think, a lot of weight off his shoulders. He's now got six months to recover and really let his brain settle down and let his head settle before he has to either return to play or make a decision to stop. So he's, um, yeah, he's in a pretty good pretty good place. He didn't go to the Brownlow last night. He was invited? I think he would have been invited. He's still probably a bit sensitive to all the loud noises and just wants to relax and, and chill. And I don't know if he's still happy with the AFL for the way that they uh, didn't invite him when he came third. So I don't know if he'll ever go to one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your vibe as a brother yep. um, about where to now for him? I, I know it's going to be up to him and how 
how this, but what about the medical? I, I, I mean, is he, have, has that all come back all clear? Can you give us some insight into yeah, that? Yeah, he has. He's had his brain, he's had his scans on the MRIs from the same doctor that did his ones after he had his um, concussions previous. So they all came back fine. So I think all the analytics and all the data shows that he's got the same chance of getting Alzheimer's as anyone else and he's got all the same, everything is green, tick, tick, tick. So I think as it stands right now, you can't, you know, you can't differentiate his brain between anyone else's and in, in terms of concussion and the, the effects that it's had. Um, I think it's the stuff, it's more the risk of what happens if it ha- if another one goes ahead. So for him, it's, I think the green light has been given for him to continue to play medically. So I think now for him, it's going to be, you know, weighing it up. I'm 28. I've won a premiership. I've got a fiance. I've got a house. I'm, you know, I'm living my life. And do I want to risk another concussion? That's, that's up to him as to whether or not he wants to play football and do what he loves or, you know, live the rest of his life. So it's going to be a really hard one. I think um, uh, it won't be made to, He's got today, a couple tomorrow. of years left on a contract. Yeah, he's got, I think, maybe three or four. And, and, and a, a talk of, again, it shouldn't come down to dollars and cents, but it's lucrative. Mm. To turn, I, mean, I know you probably have a, an agreement to part company and they'd have to some do some dollars and cents. I get all that. But, gee, the attraction to play because you're earning such big money. But then, as you talk about, what's there more to do for, for Angus, apart from look after himself going forward? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you, you don't make that money anywhere else, really, at, at straight, especially not straight out of football. So he'll be – it'll be interesting to see what he does with the, the financial side of it. He's obviously he's well set up. He's had 10 years plus in the system, so he's not short of a quid. But for him, it'll be – you know, he's got – What's what's left for him to do in the game? He's won a flag. Maybe win a premiership in front of your, you know, in front of at the MCG in front of your fans. Maybe, but you know, I, I mean, he's a very very talented player. But he's probably not going to win a best and fairest given the lineup that they've got. He's not going to, you know, he, he might make an all Australian team. Maybe that's something that he wants to tick off. It's hard because what do you want him to do? Uh, ge- genuinely, what would you want him to do? Uh, yeah. It, I obviously want him to do what he what what's best for him. If he wants to continue to play football because he wants that's what he loves and that's what he wants to do, then sweet. But I personally would say, mate, if there is any doubt, if there's even a one percent doubt about your future, then I, I would say you've done everything you can. You've given all you can to the game, and you've got one brain. So live your life. Would be my that would be what I would say to him. Well, we can only wish him all the very best. And the last one on this. Has the dust settled on the whole Braden Maynard thing? Has everyone, has bread been broken? Has the family settled? Can I just, I'd just love to know what the, what the, now that we've all had time to recalibrate, we, the outsiders, and take all the emotion and the media hype out of it, what's the Brayshaw Maynard situation? Uh, well, I mean, the dust has settled. I don't think bread's been broken. I think it's just, going, you know, you're playing, so good on you. But, um, yeah, I don't have personally any animosity towards it. I it's I disagreed with the decision to that he got off, but now that he's off, sweet, you know, all, all, you know, all go for good, for good he luck. He didn't change the way he played on the weekend. No, no, he, he still was went yeah, just still, as hard. Just, I thought he would be. Yep, still went just as hard. So, I mean, yeah, the dust has settled. Bygones be bygones, I think. But it's, um, yeah, there's no bread that has been broken. I think the uh, the Brayshaw family will be going for the Lions this weekend. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your honesty there. Don't forget, you can text us. Thanks to Bedshed, experts in temper, mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. And we're having our chat. Thanks to Maccas, the cafe celebrating 30 years of coffee fit for an Aussie. Um, just a real brief one. As you mentioned, you uh, you back chatted last night at the Paddington. Yes, the Paddington Ale House. Yes, yes. It's no sporting globe, but anyway. We'll... <laughs> uh, 
yeah. uh, Sporting Globe, the uh, home of the AFL Grand Final. Now, um, you wore your Brownlow medal. You wore your suit, as you mentioned. Um, good reaction, good crowd. Yeah, the Sandover medal, thank you. Sandover. Yeah, oh, just oh. as important. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Once upon a time was basically the Brownlow. It was. Um, no, it was good. It was very good fun. We had, I think there was 200 plus people there. Wow. It was packed out. And uh, yeah, we had a few people, a few punters wearing suits and, and really dressing up. So it was, yeah, it was really good fun. Uh, good stuff. And it's it's get, get, it gets put up as a podcast, yeah? It will get put up as a podcast. It'll be an interesting one to listen to as a podcast. I think it was more of a live show, but. Uh, a bit of editing need to be done? or Oh, there'll be some sensation. Was it? Nah, oh yeah, a little bit of fruit. A little bit of fruit to it, but no, nah, it was very good fun. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we'll dissect the Eastermantle Peel Thunder Waffle Grand Final from a player's perspective as well with you. Let's get a break away and come back. Not too far away for Bower and a Day because the little things are everything we do on this day for September 26. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Birthdays, events and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Thanks to Baron O'Day because the little things are everything. It is uh, September 26. September 26 has always got that AFL grand final date. Mm, it does. The last weekend of September <laughs> feels like it should be about this day, doesn't it? <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, on this day, happy birthday if you're celebrating a birthday with lots of famous people and lots of f- famous events. Ian Chappell was born on this day 80 years and ago. Going. Here he is for the century. He's done it. And they're standing up, a standing ovation for everybody, Ian Chappell. Just surly. And they've given us 100 not out. Surly. Mm. As a captain and post-captains. Yeah, it was him that was the, he made the decision to underarm, didn't he? Trevor no, did Greg. it. Greg made the Greg decision. Greg did it, yeah. yeah. He probably had, a hand, probably had a say in it, didn't he? Peer group pressure. <laughs> He's 80 years of age in South Australia, Ian Chappell. Uh, Brian Ferry, 78. Come on up, baby, give love Find the lady that goes, oh, 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 find out. Was that, um, she's famous. Find out who does it, please. Can we just do a, a Google of the lady? Yeah. Thank you very much. Do you just, remember? Goes, no. oh, 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 She comes up here somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I reckon if you put that into Google, it'll pop up, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> GP chat, Brian Ferry, 78 today. Hey, Dame Olivia Newton-John, she passed away last year, age 74, but she was born on this day in Cambridge, England in 1948. Xanadu, 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 ah, beautiful voice, beautiful woman, sadly no longer with us. September 26. Happy birthday. Celebrating a birthday. Tracy Thorne was born on this day. She's one half of everything but the girl. She married the other half. Yeah. Then what, Aunt Trace? <laughs> then what? Yeah. Anyway, hey, Shane Dye, Raymond Shane Dye, 57, Melbourne Cup winning jockey, Australian Racing Hall of Fame. Good on the outside, Terrific wears him down. Terrific has hit the front. Terrific wins the Melbourne Cup by two lengths, superimposed. 989 on Terrific the for the Freedmen's Shane Dye. Serena Williams on this date, 42. 
And Serena smashes Steffi's record. It's number 23. And number Grand Slam title, you a fan? Yeah, pretty good player. She's she's a star. Yeah. 23 Grand Slams is a big effort. And it, it take, I mean, doubles don't really get counted in that, but she and Venus have just absolutely gapped them with yeah. the uh, the doubles champs very as well. Very much so, very much so. Hey, well, I know that this has been noted by you, that uh, on this day in 1955, Clarence Birdseye uh, invented... The bird's eye fish finger. You like the wow, we have a look at it. I can't remember the last time I had a fish finger, but geez, I'll tell you what, they were a delicious treat <laughs> with tomato sauce. Yeah, like, which yeah, sauce. fish on tomato sauce. Not sure it went well, but it did somehow. I think if you go into most fridges now, I don't know about your living arrangement. If you go into most fridges, someone's got a box or a packet. A fish finger? Yeah, somewhere in the freezer. And they just sit there. In the back, back, right at the back. They never go off. I think it's like the Twinkies. You could have you could have an apocalypse and somehow there'd be fish fingers ready to go. <laughs> Thank you. Jerry Hall was the lady who used to go, oh, oh. Oh, there Jerry you go. Hall. Mick Jagger's ex. Oh, there you go. There you go. You didn't know that, did no, you? No, I didn't know that. Google Jerry Hall. Okay. Uh, Oliver. Oh, thank you. Thank you, boys. Oliver, on this day, uh, was, uh, of course, uh, premiered. Um Yes, a little. Can we get a bit of Oliver, please? Please, sir. I want some more. More. This is me. Is love. I was Oliver Twist, and that's the song I used to sing. Oh, you really? Where is wow. love? Yeah, I played a big part. Oliver, Oliver Twist. <laughs> wow, what are please. you laughing at, mate? Well, yeah, nothing. Please, sir, can I have some more? I mean, sure, you can have some more if it's fish fingers, because we'll have plenty <laughs> of them in the freezer. <laughs> Very glorious fruit. Hey, on this day, 1983, Australia 2 did this. It's going to be Australia 2. They are going to win it. Stand up, Australia. Stand up, Australia. And give these boys a cheer. He went live, were you? No, I was. No. My mum came. I lived there. I was in the shed at the time. So I was 83, so I was 18. I was living in the shed, which was the love shack, which was down. Dad converted the shed. Removed from the house where all the boys, Tony, Simon, yep. and then I, all moved into. Yep. Uh, and I remember coming, Cody, you're going to come up, you're going to come up. And it was in early hours of the morning when we came up and watched it. It was unbelievable. We went to school all buzzed up. Bob Hawke said, you know, anyone who makes it, uh, Pete, we go to work, it's a bum, all that sort of stuff. It was incredible, Australia winning the America's Cup. It was when the America's Cup was the America's Cup. Yeah, it actually meant a little bit of something. I mean, I'm not a massive yachtsman. No, me neither. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a Did patriot. No, not really. I'm a patriot at the best of times, though, so if Australia do anything, I'll be around him. Yeah, he certainly are. Hey, Alan Lancaster died on this day, sadly, 2021. He was a guitarist with... Whatever you want, whatever you like. Status quo. And we leave you with this. On this day, he passed away in 2003. I couldn't believe when I looked at this and saw that he died at the age of just 54. But, of course, it was uh, Robert Palmer, best known for Addicted to Love. That is on this day. Thanks to Baron Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. News is next. This is Hammer and Goss. Thank you, everyone who texted in. Yes, Jerry Hall. Jerry Hall. Jerry Hall was the lady in the sort of a leopard outfit mm. and blonde hair. And, it's there a, you go. Yeah, I know. You learn something every day. Leopard. Apparently she mimed it.
Yeah, yeah, she wasn't singing. She wasn't singing? Nah. Didn't, can't hit those nah. high would notes? Been, would have been very impressive. Who was the lady on the beach with uh, Daryl Braithwaite? Horses. Oh. Who was the singer? We spoke about this not that long ago. Oh. Margaret Ehrlich. Margaret Ehrlich. Margaret Ehrlich. She went on to be a big on her own. Yeah. As well. There you go. Uh, Jason says, morning legends, can confirm, eight fish fingers in the freezer, older than SENWA. <laughs> Have a great day. Well done, Jason. They'll be just as good as the day you bought them, mate. <laughs> Time for a sports update. Best producer in the business. Don't forget local basketball and you love your coach. Together with NBL, we're looking for Australia's basketball super coach. $10,000 worth of NBL experiences and prizes, Ooh. cash and merch for your local club, your coach Ooh. and you. Plus, register to play super coach for your chance to win $2,500 bonus. Head to I can win, all one word, ICanWin.com.au. Chris Clifford. Get on it because the season's this week. Yeah, it starts. So Wildcats start Friday night. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. You'll hear it on SENWA. Myself and Andrew Vlahov will be courtside now. Pumped. Interesting enough, we're I gonna arrived it. this morning, Hammer. And I know you arrived for the production meeting at 3.15, which is amazing. Yeah, it was a good effort from me, wasn't it? We arrived and there was one producer who had left his uh, security card who was seated out the front of the building this morning at 3 o'clock this morning. Tapping into the Wi-Fi just outside the door. Wow. <laughs> Shivering dedication. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't get working. in, didn't have his security pass, but he was working. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. That's good. dedication to the cause. Good morning yeah. to you. Good morning. I couldn't really be bothered walking around to security and trying to convince them who I was I and then having them walk me through the oh, stadium no. and then letting me in. Embarrassing. Oh, so, yep. no. They do a great job, mind you, the They're security. Good here. fellas. They've I've done it before. Never, they've never stopped me breaking in at any stage for any event. Every time I've no. got in here and gone in the back way, I've come to all the concerts. Yeah. I was backstage at uh, the big one that was here. Um, era, what's he got? The red-haired bloke? Oh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I was backstage. I just walked through the tunnel here. And G'day, just, Ed. Was, G'day, Ed. And just no one stopped me. I just thought, oh, well. Are you Tim Gossage? Yeah, yeah. Do you work in SCNWA? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. thank you to the security who just let me uh, roam around like I own the joint. They are good fellas. <laughs> hey, North Melbourne has been granted three draft selections as part of its oh. assistance package from the league which was approved by the AFL Commission yesterday. So Harley the Reed package. It's the Harley Reid package. The Harley Reid package yeah, is wow. what it's known as. So the application for assistance came after another season in the bottom two on the ladder. They won 12 of their past 84 games. The AFL's given the Roos three first-round picks over two years to help build their draft. And you guys have got more info that we'll, uh, I'm sure, chat about. We're going to talk about that very soon. Uh, very, very soon. So we'd love the listeners' thoughts as well. 13, 12, 55, get them in. More footy news last night. Brisbane midfielder Will, Will Ashcroft won the Goal of the Year award for his Outstanding mid-air snap against the Dockers in round seven. Something you ought to know. Ashcroft on the boundary. Ashcroft! Oh, Will Ashcroft from nothing. (laughs) Part of the boundary. Yeah, it was was handy. One of the the best best goals. Nah, I thought there was a better one in there. I thought that was right up there. The Majacek one for mine was phenomenal. To see a ball coming 50 metres away and time it perfectly to bicycle kick it. But Will Ashcroft, you can't be beat. You are running away. It's on the outside of your foot. You're in mid Daniel Wells won that for doing it in the goal square. And he was pretty much in the pie stand. It's all to do with comment. I was here. I was calling with Jason Bennett that day for Fox Sports, the day that he did the Jackie Chan. Uh, Jason called over the top of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> JB. Outrageous. <laughs> Harry Himmelberg took Mark of the Year. Which one? The first one. Yeah, yeah I thought didn't so. didn't get. As against Adelaide, yeah. There was one where he didn't get the Mark of the Week. Yeah. And yes. it was, and it still got the still got mark of the year. Yeah, I actually thought Ash Johnson's was better out than all of them. They were both pretty good. Anyway, Sam Doherty won the 2023 Jim Steins Community Leadership Award for his work raising funds for cancer Bailey research, ba- yeah, and rightfully so. All, all of them were great finalists. Yeah, Bailey Banfield is just going to be forever the sub, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
He's always going to be bloke. just on the edge. Always best clubman and always good fella. Mm. Oh, ripping fella. Doesn't have to do much in retirement, let me tell you. Does a lot of great work for the community, does Bailey Banfield. He donated the pearls, the Willie Creek pearls, yeah. for the, uh, the, the the lunch on Friday. I was like, he's all right. Seven he's set. Worth. There you go. Bad. Rob. Uh, Collingwood CEO Craig Kelly has called on the AFL and the league to increase club allocations from 17,000 to 20,000 tickets for the grand final. Costa does not care. Okay. Costa doesn't care. <laughs> I don't care. Do you care? Nah. The prelims are the football fans ones. The grand Correct. final's all for corporates. It's, it's where the and the corporates yep. pay the bills. Yeah. They just do. Yeah. Uh, again, if it, uh, look, the atmosphere has been unbelievable in the grand final, sex to Collingwood and Carlton. Uh, if it was Collingwood and Carlton, can you imagine if it was Collingwood and Carlton, the ticket allocation, the fight, the markup? Oh, boy. It would be just, oh, the AFL would be kicking themselves. Is it too cheap to go to the grand final? Is that, is, could that be an issue? Could it's they? too cheap. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know what it costs to go, but it sounds like it's too cheap. No, you just walk in. Well, apparently there was <laughs> yeah. very true, uh, especially if it's here. 50 bucks for a family fast. <laughs> You're in. I'll be out there. I'm flogging it off. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what, seriously, what you could get on the open market for a ticket to the grand final. Oh, it'd be a fair, fair chance. But you're not allowed to coin. by law. This has got to, can't be exceed a certain markup. Oh, I think they would not care. <laughs> no, no. no, but the but the but the le- the, the legal legally, side. yeah, you're not allowed to go online, put it on Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree yeah. for twenty grand. No, I don't. I think you'd I think you'd be getting a ticket for anywhere from two to four thousand dollars. <laughs> World Cup, by the way, starts the cricket. World Cup starts on Saturday. Do you know that? No. Well, yeah. Get around it. Get around that. <laughs> See Dave Warner batting right-handed the other day? Yeah. He's actually batting right. He was batting right-handed yeah. to Ashwin and then was just hitting switch hits. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, made 50 or something. Yeah, and India won by 99 runs. So mm. we, we haven't had uh, good form going in, have five, we? Five, the past five ODIs we've lost. Yeah. Not yeah. good. Is that no. it? Yeah, that's it. What about, I did listen on SEN to the uh, Tottenham Arsenal game. Oh, yeah? I'm real. Yeah. And? Unreal. I hated it. Wasn't it. Yeah. yeah. Hated it. Every second of it. I can't mm. stand watching big games like that as an Arsenal fan. And I'm a Fremantle fan as well. I don't know. I do it to myself. Anyway. You can The walk off. You, 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 you <laughs> I thought we were going the walk off. Yeah, yeah. Are you comparing <laughs> lack of success from both clubs? Arsenal to Fremantle. They both. Arsenal to Fremantle? Perennial so. disappointments. Have, have Arsenal won anything? A couple of FA Cups. Yeah. Invincibles, 2003, 2004. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Don't forget, yeah. news not too far. Loop Logics, the future of construction management for a free demo. Visit looplogics.com. Lockie Reed, Lockie Reed, Lockie Neal was a tad surprised that he won the Brownlow last night. We'll take a break, come back. We'll dissect North Melbourne and their um, bonus that they're going to get for the Ben Mackay and hear from Chris Scott and Ross Lyon. They had plenty to say last night on uh, AFL 360. We'll hear from them in a moment. But here's Lockie Neal, a bit surprised that he took home the medal for a second time. Yeah, not, it doesn't sit very well, Haim, at the moment. Um, I'm sure it'll sink in at a later date. Um, I'm, I'm pretty rattled, to be honest, so apologies if this doesn't go too well. Um, I did not expect this, and to be amongst some of those names that have won two is um, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. On Scotty and Goss, off the cuff.
Well, I think the, the real question is if you put yourself in the hole, because there's been a lot of decisions over a long period mm. of time, not unlike the Saints and other clubs, to, to keep going back to head office and asking for assistance. I think there's a bit to be said, dig yourself out. What do you think, Chris? How many finals have the Saints played in in the last ten years? One. How many have North played in? Well, they would have played in a few under, uh, under your brother. They were in prelims. Yeah. Prelims. Yep. So there is a mechanism of equalisation within the competition already. If you finish second last, you get second pick in the draft. And they've had that for a number of years now yep. because they chose to go down a certain path. Mm. But the AFL pretty quickly has got to get to the point, in my view, where they just get out of the way and let the system operate without this blatant manipulation. Pretty strong words from Chris Scott, but I think it's been uh, supported by nearly everyone, every other football club, Hammer. So North Melbourne's been granted three draft selections as part of its assistant package from the league, which has been approved by the commission. Three first-round picks over two years. This year's pick will come at the end of the first round. Next year's two picks will also be at the end of the first round, and 2024 picks are going to be reviewed next year. Um, this is big. Now, North's hopes of getting uh, Riley Sanders... Probably won't eventuate because the Roos not have to be able to match that bid, but it's got to come after pick 40, which won't happen. They are being rewarded for being bad. Yes. And bad uh, planning, bad coaching, bad preparation, whatever it may be, Alistair Clarkson arrives and all of a sudden they're going to get uh, some handouts. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I hadn't heard the, um, the Chris Scott and Ross Lyon grab before, but it's – they were – I was a North Melbourne fan growing up and we were making prelim finals. I remember I was at Sydney when we beat them to go into a prelim and it was like you can't be, you know, you can't be good not that long ago and all of a sudden only have five or six years of being poor and the AFL need a handout. I just, I don't agree with it. I think if it says here, so we've got here the 2024 picks will be reviewed next year. I imagine that, that there'll be a weight of scrutiny under that to get bugger them off. It's... Yeah, manipulating whatever this and this Sanders stuff as well. I, it's I don't know. If don't you know. are if you are uh, a mediocre middle of the range club, yeah, you get nothing. What's it? Essendon haven't won a final in a million years. Isn't Where's their hand? Essendon, out? Fremantle have never won one. Correct. Give them a help. Correct. West Coast are so far off the pace over the last couple of years, mm. whether it be COVID, whether it be just absolutely in, the injury toll, whatever it may be. Mm. They're, that Well, they didn't ask for any help, and they're not going to. I think they're too proud for it. Mm. But I'm staggered by this. Uh, look, this is Andrew Dillon, the soon-to-be uh, chief of the uh, CEO of the AFL. Commission only makes the call for special assistance in exceptional and compelling circumstances. They're, they're the words that are used. And I think the balance was to allow... Um, North Melbourne to rebuild, but at the same time looking after the you know the other 17 clubs and how it might affect them. Mm. And I, I think the balance has been struck well. Well, he's so far wrong. Yeah, I don't think the balance has been struck no, well at all. I think it's been horribly struck. Well, uh, Alistair Clarkson was in town on Friday. We had the privilege of uh, chatting to him on stage. And, and I talked about Ben Mackay thinking, well, Ben Mackay, no disrespect to Ben Mackay, but I went through, rattled through Ben Mackay's career. Yep. What does it look like? It's not good. No. He's played how many? 80, 80 games? 80 games, yeah. Played there, seven there, there. winning games. Yeah. Uh, he finished like 18th in tackles down there. I mean, he's just not very good, but he's going to command $800,000 a it's year. It's phenomenal. So this is Clarko on, on what they should get for Ben Mackay. It's a, it's a bit of a blow for us, you know, big big Ben going to, going to the Bombers, you know. Yeah. We've um, 
they're hard to find the big oh, yeah. fellas, particularly in the back end. And if you look at all the good sides, they've got that big fella that yeah. can um, you know, play on the, the big forwards for the opposition or intercept uh, possession of the ball. So, uh, intercept mark the ball, sorry. So, um, you know, it's, it's, that, that's what's very, very difficult for us. You know, we spent seven years actually building Ben up to be the player that yeah. we thought he could be for the next seven. And now he, he goes, to, goes to the Bombers. But that's... Tough titties, that's mate. free agency. That's, that's what just it is. the way it goes. But oh, I mean, so that now, is Clarko's done a very, very good job of bigging his player up then to get more compensation. But he wasn't um, as glowing for him on stage on Friday. No, he was. A, I think he was just as glowing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's stiff. The one that I don't like is this: the Sanders one, the, the next gen academy picks. I think if you put like having working at West Coast and having seen the Natanui Academy and the work that the boys put in to the young talent. To then say, well, they have to be top, they have to be outside 40, just because Jamara went pick one. It's father-son, that can go anywhere, you match a bid. I think this is the same. We West Coast could have had Neil Erasmus if if he had fallen outside the top 40, but he didn't, so he goes. Um, this, this kid, Lance Collard, who's probably going to get picked up inside the top 40, West Coast have had him on their on their books. West Coast have had him as a young, talented player that they've been helping develop for the last four years. And he'll go. So this Sanders kid, this is this is where you give North Melbourne compensation, not giving them picks inside, you know, the first round. It's saying, okay, well, you put a lot of work into this next generation kid, who is going to be a very good player. You have, you know, continue that development and have put him on your list. Not, okay, well, he's not going to be inside the top forty, so you can't match the bid. That's where they, I think, they've gone wrong. That's where you get your compensation. Harley Reid is now raised its head again. So last week I was, I'll take Harley Reid at pick one West Coast. You've got three years with him and you try and convince him that it's the club to be and you build part of the midfield around him. Now I think that if North Melbourne end up getting picks two, three and... 21 or 21 whatever they do. or whatever it may be and a first rounder next year. Would you, would West Coast be seriously looking at it or would West Coast be thinking... We're going to we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. If we take Harley Reid, then we we take him the best pick, the best player in the draft, yep. and we get three years at him. If he wants to go home after that, then we we trade up and we do whatever. Or do they try and get Daniel Curtin and a couple of others on the way through? Uh, it's a really tough call for West Coast. What do you think they'll do? Uh, I think. I mean, I've been pretty adamant that they should split the pick. And I think if North Melbourne get these, if they can somehow work to get the picks off North, that'd be phenomenal. That'd be a massive inclusion. You're trying to rebuild the footy club. You need young, talented players. And yes, Harley Reid's the best player in the draft, but to get three inside the top 20 would be a massive, massive win. And then you get Curtin and he's a WA boy. But if you do go down the Harley Reid path, you've got Jinby, Hewitt, Reid in the middle for the next, you know, hopefully 10-plus years, if you can convince... If West Coast would go back to being a good football club and winning games of footy, it's the best place to be at in the country, I think. It's the best club. They've got 100-plus thousand members. We've got 100,000 members, and we're bottom of the ladder at the moment. So it's it's a remarkable effort, what they can do. And then the buzz that it gets around Perth, It's um, if he can be a part of a winning culture here, Harley Reid, for even a brief period of time, he'll see how good it is and he'll want to stay. So it's up to the West Coast <coughs> Eagles to see what they're going to do before the draft. And thank you to Double Four Two. What if North take an unexpected jump next year? Unlikely. But what if they jump to a prelim and then have more concessions to come? Well, they're going to get reviewed. Yeah. So if they have a very good year next year, they may lose those those extra picks in 2024. Is that the way I've read that? Yeah, that's the way I'm reading as well. I imagine if they – I can't see them jumping. 
But <laughs> I, I think they'll be better next year. Obviously, they've got better players. They will get better players. But um, and a better coach. And a better coach. But yeah, it'll 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 be reviewed. All righty. Your thoughts? Thirteen, twelve, fifty-five on the, uh, of course, uh, the. Toolkit Depot open line, or you can text Temperate Bedshed 0487736736. We've got news for Loop Logics, the future of construction management. For a free demo, visit looplogics.com. And then after seven o'clock, thanks to Fleet Network, WA's novated leasing specialists, Peter Dacos. The fallout from Nick's Brownlow night, and where to now for Collingwood as they prepare for Saturday's AFL Grand Final. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN, it's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Talking about the fallout from the Brownlow Medal and, of course, the Grand Final. One man who was caught up in all of that, and he's still caught up in it, is Nick Dacos. And his old man, who's a good friend of the show, and we love him, and he was over in Perth several about a couple of months ago with the boys, is Peter Dacos, and he joins us on the show. Hey, Dakes, appreciate your time. It's a big week for the Pies and a big week for the Dacos family. Yeah, Goss, it's a, it's, a, it's a ripper, as I say. I mean, 16 teams have uh, fallen by the wayside. Um, and Collingwood have had a terrific year, and a, you know, with a bit of luck, we can top it off. Now, last night, the young fella led from uh, well barrier to almost the box, but uh, fortunately, we wouldn't be having this conversation about the controversy, who got votes in what games. We've been talking about it ad nauseum all morning. The simple fact is, if he doesn't get injured, he probably wins the Brownlow medal. Yeah, look, um, that's a case. It's been one of those years. There's a lot of boys that were... Um, you know, sort of up and around the mark, and it's just the way it, it panned out. So a lot of things out of your control, and, and that was one of those. Unfortunately, um, injuries come your way, um, and, uh, it you know, timing's everything, and unfortunately uh, it wasn't to be. Peter, were you mer- more nervous last night, or were you more nervous on the weekend gone when uh, when the Giants got going and uh, and you had to watch the Pies fight it back? Uh, oh, a little bit of both, I think, Hamish. I think, uh, you know, the, the thing with um, sitting in a stand watching, you, you've got no control over it. You've got a bit more, more um, you're a bit more active naturally when you're on the ground and, and, and you could probably help help the outcomes a little bit. So having having said that, yeah, no, I, I'm, um, I don't think too many people like sitting alongside me because I'm an elbower, I elbow, I fidget, I, you know, sort of I'm all over the shop. So... Um, I ride the bumps a little bit, and um, so yeah, now I get nervous. I'm not looking forward. I am looking forward to the game. It's going to be a, a cracker. But geez, the nerves are, are going to get um, definitely tested for sure. So when what time is back on what Hammer was saying? Just in, watching it last night for the young fella, and you could sort of uh, we've all done our Brownlow predictors. Have you heard from him, and how what's his reaction to being so close to to winning a Brownlow medal? Oh, I spoke with him last night, and he's um, he's probably just of the same opinion. I mean, he's disappointed, but he he basically said, "Well, it, 
you know, the injury just came at the wrong time. So he, he's disappointed. But uh, the bigger, the bigger fish to fry for him is is, is the team stuff, and um, he's really looking forward to the game. And and he's well aware. Uh, both of the boys are well aware of how hard these things are to to get into. And you know, they're they're just so focused on um, you know the outcome hopefully going the pie's way on Saturday. So they're just getting themselves ready. So he's pretty much got him stuck in the mode. We spoke about it last night, but he was um, looking forward to getting to the club uh, this morning and, and getting into his training. So And that's the best way to approach it as well. So he, he'll go, he, he'll be okay. You know, the, the, these sort of things, he'll probably he'll dwell on it for 24 hours, but he, he'll be into it for sure. Uh, the two boys have obviously had a fantastic season, both All-Australian. Uh, I know I get proud watching my brothers play, and I'm sure you're the same with your sons. Is it What's this week look like for you? Do you sit back and let them go? You, you were in the 1990 Premiership. Did you, do you give them some insight as to what the week's like, or do you just sit, them back, and, sit back and let them go about it and figure things out for themselves? Well, there seems to be, um, uh, Hamish, a lot of things going on these days. I mean, the... You know, we're talking about our, our premiership, which was played out, you know, 33 years ago. So, so a lot of things have changed, and 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 it's a bigger landscape and and stage these days. Uh, we were at the actually at the club um, on Sunday, so they asked even the parents to go in. We had breakfast with the players, and um, and we mingled, and then um, we had a, a sort of debrief around what the week would look like for the boys and then you know um and then they were very inclusive with with parents and and um and partners of the players so having said that yeah i I think they've got their training um through the week and then they have the parade and uh, i think they've got a lot of uh, media commitments which you guys would be all across so i think they make themselves available and for the parents we're we're I'm just sitting back, just waiting for it all to happen and unfold. So I can't wait. You know, we've got what four sleeps, and um, we're into it. I can't wait. <laughs> Collingwood legend Peter Dacos, our guest on the, uh, Collingwood as they prepare for Saturday's big game against Brisbane. Now he came through that injury, uh, and all I've heard is he was meticulous about recovery and the recovery was more so doing nothing he didn't go to games he was on the lounge we saw a few social media posts um we are so proud of the way he handled that whole injury crisis because to be honest there was a lot of people who thought he might not even get to this point of returning this year mm. yeah well i think the thing is goss i think um it was cr- really crucial i mean it, it was you know the injury um as as stated was around that they were sort of minimum six weeks that he'd missed. So so every day um, seemed to count. So for him, you know, from the, the night after the injury, he was straight back into it. I mean, we were, you know, we'd spoken naturally after the game, after he'd um, sustained the injury. And, yeah, we were all pretty shattered. And um, But then he, he pretty much jumped. The next morning I spoke to him and he was, off and getting his knee looked at and then he was back at the club and he was hobbling yet he was straight into his recovery so you know into the into the uh, ice baths and and um and seeing the physios and and pretty much straight into it so he was very diligent you know and it was a, a daily thing with with two sessions a day and hyperbaric chambers so um and look as it turned out i mean he he just got there didn't he i mean it's sort of 
you know, Lady Luck was on his side a little bit, you know, going through to the prelim, so mm. he got the extra week there, and um, and all was good. So I, I think the extra week really did him the world of good. And look, I think it it showed out. I, I, you know, I've been saying that um, knees are not like a lot of other injuries. You can mask a lot of other injuries and probably get a jab and and sort of do away with the pain, but. Um, the knee, he, I think he did three 10k blocks. So he, um, you know, if you if you've got a bad knee, you, you're not going to do a kilometre, let alone 10. So and then you know he he, you know, topped that up with another uh, two 10k blocks. So yeah, no, he proved his fitness and um, he'd done an uh, an amazing amount of work, which was really really good. And I think showed out um, through the game last week as well. A lot of talk. Peter goes towards Nick. Uh, I played a little bit of footy with Josh growing up. Uh, I think I played one or two games at Vic Metro with him. He, he goes unheralded a little bit, given the uh, the rise to stardom of um, of your younger son. But how do you see his year? I mean, it's it's obviously amazing watching the two of them play together. But do you reckon that he sort of enjoyed a little bit of the limelight going towards Nick so that he could go about his business and find his way into an All-Australian jacket? Well, he's probably his personality probably is like that, Hamish. He probably does like to sort of sit in the wings a little bit. And I have asked him, you know, oh, how are you going with things, and and he's he's all for it. I mean, he he he's in awe of his brother as well, sort of thing. So, you know, with what he's been able to, you know, sort of uh, put out there on the on the field. So, um, he's very diligent. I think the thing with um, Josh, you know, he's twenty four now, so I think. I always say you measure a lot of things in footy speeds and heights and, you know, whatnot. Um, but maturity is, is one that sort of creeps up on you a little bit. And, and I think he's just maturing as a player. I mean, he still ha- is nowhere near where he can be. I think he's, you know, sort of he'll be there when he's 26, 27. So he's got a bit more to go. But I think one of the things he's been able to do uh, this year too is, is his leadership. I think um, that's coming on. I see him directing and and being very vocal out there, naturally not being able to hear him, but uh, I, I know that he's fully um, invested in the game, and um, and and that's good to see. So I think he's really coming on. So I'm pleased people are, are noticing that, and um, yeah, he's getting he's getting some some rewards, and I think the, the club rewarded him with his six year deal. That that um, you know the club had been down that path, and so for them to you know take a breath and do it again was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Hey, Dakes, uh, before we let you go, a couple of things. Uh, what sort of week have you got, mate? I'm sure, you know, there's Cashy's galore coming up for the Dakes. How many, <laughs> how many events have uh, you got, how, I... how events you've got uh, uh, mate? The, the tax man's not listening. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you must be an undercover agent for the ATO <laughs> or something, Doc. Um, and and you're, you're only six foot nine. Not that you're going to get spotted, but anyway... Um, <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> no, I've got a little bit on the go, which is good. It's good to be in, uh, included. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a few AFL engagements. You know how it works. And um, um, no, everything's going through the books. You know me. Yes. I'm, you know, all forward, mate. Put it through the books. So, right. No, all good. All right. And last one for you. North Melbourne got some assistance uh, because they finished last. Um, they've got three extra little first rounders put on the bottom end of the draft. And. There's been outcry. Uh, Chris Scott, very vocal. Ross Lyon chimed in last night. Give us, uh, give us Peter Dacos's, not Collingwood's. Peter Dacos's opinion on North Melbourne getting the assistance from the AFL. Have you got into it enough? Uh, I haven't got into it, but I, I think you know I keep hearing that the talent pool isn't extensive, and you know we're a bit shallow, and 
yet um, three of the players will be heading off um, to North Melbourne so of, of that first round. So, um, oh, look, you know... You know, there's there's other teams as well. So yeah, I I, I thought it was a little bit surprising, especially uh, you know the the Willy Wonka golden tickets, aren't they? Um, you know those early round picks, um, and, and probably in previous years, the last two or three years, you know I think the total pool of, of picks has sort of been around that sixty mark. So they're not they're not going deep into into these um, drafts, and then uh, a lot of clubs, I think even Collingwood. You know, I've got one, maybe two picks uh, for this year. So, the, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting one, but you can understand why they're doing it um, a little bit to try and uh, get the ruse up a bit. Why are you going to win on the weekend? Why are you going to win Saturday, Collingwood? Uh, I, I think um, I love it being a, a, a 2.30 game. Um, you know, the red footy... Uh, I think that'll sit up a little bit more. The weather's, you know, the ground will be, I think it's 28, the forecast for the weather. So um, I just think, you know, and then you can take the, the, the crowd into consideration. Um, I think we've got our best football still in, in front of us a little bit. I think, um, you know, we go in that, you know, yeah, there's we can score a little bit more and there's probably areas of the game that, that it's probably just come off a little bit. And, you know, it's a sort of game that, um, it doesn't take a lot, but you know, for, for them to take off. So I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm wrapped. We're playing the Lions here, you know, um, uh, on the big G, and and their record has been what it's been. It hasn't been too good, and it's going to be a bigger ground. So I think we can, um, you know, get them to chase us a little bit, and you know, possibly run them around, which uh, will suit us fine. Enjoy the week. Thank you for uh, taking time out on your crazy schedule this week. Look out for Scotty Cummings, mate. He's somewhere over there. He's uh, he's over there, the big unit. So look out. He, he definitely will be cashing up. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Played five great games for Collingwood, remember? Uh, yeah, that's right. Five, was it? Yeah, OK. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'll, 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 I'll see the great man. I don't know. Uh, he'll, he'll be not too far away. I've got a few... Few turns here and there, and and it's a good time of year too, guys. As you know, because you do catch up with a lot of the boys, so uh, it's going to be a great week. It's great to have your team um, in the grand final. Week. Absolutely, plenty of other clubs wanted to be there. Good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, boys. Good on you, Dakes. SEN's AFL Grand Final Day partner is Cobram Estate Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil and OMF Big. Big spring sale is now on, so tune in on Saturday, eleven o'clock our time in WA, right here. On SEN. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Time to go around the country. Let's check in with Drew Jones, foxfootyafl.com.au. He's everything. He's everything, Fox Footy. He does the whole lot. And, uh, hey, Jonesy, big week. Uh, the Brownlow fallout. What's the vibe in Melbourne town? Good morning. Morning, boys. Uh, well, the, the Victorian slant on it is that Bont and Nick Dacos were robbed. <laughs> <laughs> now, the round six, three votes when Charlie Cameron kicked oh, seven yeah. and Josh yeah. Telly had a thousand disposals was a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, that's the Brownlow, right? Weird, like weird stuff happens. The umpires are focused on other things. 
Um, so Neil, fantastic player. Someone obviously had to get the votes for Brisbane having won so many games, and he's a bloody classy operator. So I'm not not shocked at all to see him win his second round, though. But Bontempelli, I don't feel like could have had a better year. He was simply superb. And then Dacos probably wins if he doesn't get injured. So that's just the brown, the way it goes. Bontempelli, uh, Goss and I were talking about it before. Seems like one of those guys that is just going to be a runner-up, a perennial runner-up, and never get it done. I mean, is that the uh, what, what? What do you make of it? He, he had such a good year and um, and just couldn't quite find a way over the line. Hello, Hamish. I've just been rolling out your uh, conspiracy theory to all the pie fans here. Well, keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, so on Bond, here's, here's my take. He could not have had a better season, and the dogs didn't make the finals. So. I would suspect that going forward, they'll try to find a way to get other players to contribute more, have an eat more even performance, and that might help the dogs go up, back up the ladder. So this was the year for Bond to win the Brownlow. He was dominating just about every game. The 30 and 2 and 10 tackles nearly every week, and he, he still couldn't get it done. So unfortunately, this might have been his best chance. Hey, Jonesy, you are at, uh, there's going to be a Pies Open training session this morning. Uh, you know, it's not Carlton, as much as everyone and Luke Darcy was desperate to try and get them over the line uh, the other day. I must admit that uh, it, it, it would be huge to be in Melbourne regardless. They're taking on Brisbane and any time Collingwood's involved. So there's going to be, I anticipate, a massive crowd. Yeah, there's probably maybe a 1,000 or a 1,500 people here. There was an optional training session yesterday and there were heaps around. And then Thursday, it'll be even bigger. And then Friday, before the parade, they train. So that's going to be massive. And that, you know, you want that buzz here in Melbourne, at least one of the teams in the grand final, you know, ideally Melbourne team, so you can get immersed in it. Um, and no doubt, the, up in Brisbane, it'll be an exciting week as well with the Broncos and the Lions. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we're on Tay Adams watch today. They said last night they're all tracking well. Just needs to get through a training today and then a fitness session Thursday. But then do they take the risk? You know, this time last year, Max Holmes was in a similar position and the Cats decided, you know, even if there was a 0.1% chance of him doing his hammy in the game, they didn't want to take that risk. So whether Tay Adams gets the call up for the training, wait and see. Obviously, no one likes Collingwood other than Collingwood supporters. Is <laughs> is there a upswell of Brisbane support at, at, around Melbourne? Because obviously, uh, there's a lot of clubs in Melbourne that aren't Collingwood, and everyone else doesn't like them. So, d- 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 massive upswell for Collingwood. But how are we for the Lions? This. You're worse than me. Are we going no, the Lions? Them, Hamish. We're all in on the Lions. Come on, we're all in. <laughs> we know that, and they've got the Fitzroy presence. So, uh, I've always found that with Brisbane games that I've been to here, there's always a good amount of support. Now, it's, it's a whole different story grand final day, we know, with the way the tickets are allocated. But there's plenty of old-school Fitzroy fans around, and the Lions have always lent into that. They might even wear the old Fitzroy jumper in the grand final. Uh, but no doubt, we're all going for the Lions, aren't we? Well, yeah, a yep. lot of people are. Good on you, Drewby. Have a good week, mate. Uh, we'll chat again sh- soon, of course. Uh, hopefully chat before the grand final, and, and uh, we appreciate your time. I know you've got a crazy busy week. Drew Jones from Fox Footy. Let's get a breakaway and come back. After 7.30, we'll check in, of course, and get the rub of the green for the weekend. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest shop in-store or online. And we've got a few off-the-cuff questions for each other as well. So this is Hammer and Goss for Scotty, who's on his way to the G final. It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroker. Ladbroker. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Ah, Tommy Hackett. Ladbrokes got it right in the WAFL. They kept East Romano very safe and there was still money for the Sharks, so they got that right, so we take it all back. <laughs> That's fair. That's one, one for the, the bookies, but 
got the Brownlow wrong yesterday. Nick Dacos and Marcus Bontempelli, the clear favourites. Lockie Neal was uh, at double-figure odds, but he, the, the live market moved very, very quickly. He overpolled early Lockie Neal, and he was basically straight into favouritism mm. and stayed there. But it was a, a, a memorable count. Errol Gould has almost uh, stolen the Brownlow late. He was $51.00. Uh, when the count started, so it was uh, a memorable count. I think one that will uh, go down in uh, in memory is one of the, the most exciting Brownlow counts ever. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Loved the way it was conducted. Loved the whole process of it. Um, people can pick holes in it. Um, game here, game there. But for me, uh, you know, well, apart from I think Charlie Curnow finished about nineteenth, they were all midfielders, and we'll always know it will be a midfielders' medal. All righty, give us the markets for the AFL and the NRL grand final. Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes. Two outstanding grand finals were set for this weekend. We'll start with the AFL, and it is Collingwood are the favourites there. They're not dominant favourites, though. They're $1.72. Brisbane Lions, $2.10. Brisbane Lions went into $2.05 for a little bit yesterday. Back out to $2.10 now. Early money leaning a little bit Collingwood, but it's, it's pretty split. Hunters are, are pretty uh, even so far. The big money, just a little bit Collingwood, but the weight of money is certainly with the lines early. So it's going to be a really interesting one to watch. I don't expect the market to move a great deal. I think with the money basically 50-50, I think we're going to see very similar to Collingwood $1.70, so Collingwood $2.10 come Saturday afternoon. All righty, and what about the NRL? Panthers are a little bit uh, shorter here. They are a $1.63. The Brisbane Broncos are now $2.30. This one, we are seeing the weight of early money, definitely with Penrith Panthers. A lot of big bets coming for them early. One of those punters had $10,000 on the Panthers to win that memorable third premiership. The line's currently three and a half points. I think this one could move a little bit. Well, I'm not expecting much movement in that, but I think the, the Panthers will end up starting shorter. I think that line will move to four and a half points. I think it's just got that final experience. I think punters have really done a side with the mids. The first time in a while that they've been it such a, a long price for, for any game. So the Cunners are going to take advantage of the opportunity and the Panthers will start sort up and the Broncos will get out to maybe around the $2.50 mark. Good on you, Tommy. We'll keep an eye on those markets throughout the week. Tommy, thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. That odds update, thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroken, on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Who got the rub of the green from the weekend? Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest shop in-store online. Well, at least got the rub of the green because yep. uh, they they won. They won and they, they, they did. And I thought it was great and they deserved to win and I think everyone was cheering for the true yep. waffle team. But there are still question marks over the whole yes. creative Counting? There are sensational question marks and very well skirted around the uh, the truth there. Goss, it's yeah. I mean, well, they, they were very good. I um I they watched I watched the first probably quarter and a half before I got on a plane, and then when I checked on the way uh, on the touchdown, it was uh, a, a deserving deserving victory. No doubt. The best team all year, and yep. they deserve to win the plane. And mind you, people were flat as the proverbial. Oh, yeah. They were flat. Mm. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest locally owned and operated and love the game as much as you. So the rub of the green, certainly to the East Mental Sharks. Have hey, you got any questions for Hammer? Text them in now because it is off the cuff and we can uh, you can 13 12 55, you can ring or you can text. Of course, 0487 736 736. And Brendan's loving what you work. For Scott's sake, I hope his contract for next year is locked away. Hammer Goss Show is working There you well. go. Yeah. Might wow. Not, might, not be, might not be Scotty who's worried. Wow. Yeah, I know. Ah, you've been very impressive. Uh, speaking of work. 
No, I won't even go there. Uh, let's get a break away. It's 22 away from 8 o'clock. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Alrighty, in a moment we're going to go to Michael Whiting who's all over the Brisbane Lions, has been all year from afl.com.au but Ben from Bentley has been waiting patiently, wants to have a quick chat to you, Hammer. Ben, good morning. Good morning, boys. Morning, Ben. Yeah, going well, mate. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Hey, I've just got a um, couple of questions for you. Um, what are your thoughts on a few of the Brownlow three voters we got last night? For example, um, like Jason Horn France is getting three votes for his 13th possession game. I think Stakos had 42 and kicked two goals, and Mason Fox got three votes for Big Mason. Is there something the umpires looking at that we're not as a viewing audience, or is it just one of those things that's just the Brown? Uh, it's it, it, the umpires see it on the game, and they see more impact than the touches. I, I remember last year, Sam Pepper had one where he had 14 touches and got the three votes. And there's there's games that you might not necessarily get a heap to the footy, but you do a couple of things that stand out. The umpire's got a lot to watch during a game of football, and it it's, it catches the eye. So obviously, when you get a lot of the ball, it catches the eye. But in you know in 13, 14 touches, Jason Horn Francis might have done a number of things that stood out. Obviously, had to have done a number of things that stood out. So that's what they're looking for: things that catch the eye and um, and they can make be, mistakes. Yeah, they make mistakes too, obviously. And there's a couple there, but uh, yeah, that's what you that's what you can't just take into account the stats because they don't see them. They don't see the stats. Good on you, Ben. Thank you. We have chatted about that a fair bit this morning and the fallout will continue. It's a big time in Melbourne. Everyone's whinging and moaning. Not so in Brisbane. Michael Whiting, Whiting's up there from afl.com.au. Lockie Neal, I think you've already spoken to Lockie Neal this morning. Has it sunk in for him, Fish? Well, you have, Gossett. No, it hasn't. It's 12 hours later and he's still... Um He's still in a bit of a state of disbelief, actually. Um, and what about the carry-on in Victoria about him oh. <laughs> winning a second medal? Fair dinkum. <laughs> You'd think the bloke was a bloody scrubby back pocket player or something that never touches the ball. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And 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 uh, he's a he's a. Everyone said, "Oh, well, he didn't make the All Australian." Well, that's more that's more of a whack for the All Australian selectors then. Mm. Totally agree. He was fifth in the coaches' votes, and now the umpires have ranked him as their number one player of the year. It wasn't a laydown that he should have been in the All-Australian, but I certainly think he should have got a spot on the bench. Bontempelli, Butters, um, Dacos, these guys Goulden. thoroughly deserve their yeah. spots in the All-Australian. Yeah. Goulden, that yeah. were had amazing years. But Lockie had a terrific year. He's in one of the top two teams in the competition. with the number one clearance player in the comp. Not a surprise that he's under the umpire's noses and a guy that they recognise every week. All right, what's the buzz like for the grand final? Oh, it's pumping today. I'm at uh, open training right now at Springfield and there's thousands and thousands of people here. Scarves, not beanies, it's too hot for that, but uh, scarves, jumpers, all sorts of things. So many fans out to watch training. The Lions have just run onto the field. This is their big open training session. They'll do a closed main session on Thursday at the Gabba and then they'll fly to Melbourne after that and... Uh, head down there for the parade Friday and the game on Saturday. So a, a huge week that's got off to a great start for them. Jack Payne's been injured. Uh, what's mm. your vibe? What are we expecting from him today? And Darcy Gardner's going to be very hard to push yeah. out. He, he is going to be. Uh, it's just a really light session today. So we'll we'll probably see Payne do a little bit. He'll get his proper test on Thursday. 
I think there's a chance he'll be available for selection, but I'd be surprised now if they actually decided to go with him. Gardner was just so good on Saturday against Charlie Kerno. And it's going to be harsh for Jack Payne if he misses out because he's been incredible this year and a major part of the reason Brisbane's been so good. But, gee, it's runs on the board. Darcy Gardner's in the team. It's going to be hard to tip him out, even if he does become available and get over that ankle injury. Who wins it this weekend? I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm all aboard the Lions train. I'm pushing hard for Brisbane to get the job done. That's it's, your hatred for Brady. Hey, Brady. No, no, Maynard, it's not. Mate. It's not. The whole Maynard family. No, it's not. It's That's my love way. of the Lions. Uh, who wins it? And I how do the Lions get it done? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brisbane will win it. I think they match up quite well with Collingwood. They've uh, History can be some small guy. They've won the last six matches against Collingwood. None of them at the MCG, to be fair. Uh, I think they match up well in the midfield. And if Brisbane get a fair share of ball in their forward 50, I think they've just got so many scoring options that that'll be enough to to kick a winning score. So I think those forward line options will get the job done. Danaher, Rayner, Bailey, Charlie Cameron, so many guys who can kick goals. There's no surprises, is there? Jared Lyons will hold his spot as the, uh, as the uh, sub, won't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they've done it for both finals. No reason to change. That's what they've liked to have done. I thought there might have been a chance they'd go with the Darcy Fort, the Ruffman, just because there's, they're pretty thin in those tall stocks as a bit of insurance, but they haven't done it during the final series so far, so I think they'll stick with Jared Lyon. Appreciate your time. Hey, Fish, have a great week. We might check in a bit later in the week if we can. Thanks, guys. Any time at all. Good on you. This Fish Whiting does the best in the business. Michael Whiting up there, afl.com.au. Okay, Tony from Woodvale. Has Tony. Goss, can you ask Hammer... Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm speaking about myself. Can you ask Hammer if he is playing for East Perth next year? Yes, I am. Okay. Is oh. that the question? Oh, that's interesting then. Uh, that, that's, I will be back. Wow. Two more years at East Perth I've signed wow. on for, so I'll be Should there. I dig deeper on um, that? He, he, no. Are you sure? Yeah, where's Tony? I'm asking, there it is. I'm just checking that that's a real question. That's a question. You just haven't made it up. No, I'm not no, making I'm it up. I'm looking at it. Tony, right there. Tony, I, I will be playing for his birthday. Rightio, this one. Hammer. Which WAFL player outside of the top picks has the best chance of being drafted? It's That's a good question. I don't pay too much attention to the um, to the draft nowadays and to the young Colts. There's a few guys, obviously, that are going to go uh, pretty high, Dan Curtin, and I think Lance Collard will get picked up, and, and Cohen Livingston, who won the uh, the Jack Clark. Um, a roughie for me, I'm not sure of anyone outside of that who is in, in the Colts, but a kid that I play with, Tom Graham, who play, only played one game in the league side this year, came off a lot of injuries, kicked four in a, fi- in a final against Jack Maybaum, who's a very good defender. He would be a real roughie for mine. I think he'll get picked up at the end of next year if he has a full season playing um, good waffle footy, but I think if clubs are, uh, are interested, they might get the jump on him this year. Okay. Uh, from Andy. Thank you, Andy. Does Do you know anything about Greg Clark, Connor West, Luke Foley? Are they all going to depart West Coast Waffle as well and go back to their respective clubs? Uh, I am not sure. I would imagine that uh, that Westy and Clarkie probably will go back to Subi and, and West Perth. Um, Foles has been in the system for a little bit longer, so maybe. I'm not 100% sure what that will okay. look like. That will that'll all unfold. Uh, Trav Collier, uh, looks like he's heading back to Claremont. Back to the Tigers. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where he's from. Okay, I need your grand final, because this is our last chat with you. Mm. Grand final prediction, winner, Margin Norm Smith. 
I I'm think, going to write this down. Sure. I, I think Brisbane will win. I think it will be a relatively close game, but I think Brisbane will win by 13 points. And I think Joe Danaher kicks six and is Joe the Norm Danaher. Smith medalist. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Six. I think Darcy Moore probably – I reckon Darcy Moore might go to Eric Hipwood. I hope he does because I've just said Joe Danaher wins the Norm Smith. Uh, yeah, there you go. Big Joe. Smoking Joe Danaher. Wow. All righty. Oh, this boy. Th- yeah, I know. It was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Noddy says, lads, please note North Melbourne can trade the two future picks that have been given as part of the compensation package. Yes, they can. Mm. And that's why West Coast will be all over them like a cheap suit. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, looking forward to getting involved in that. Hey, Hammer, very good. Thank you. Very great good. Great to be here. Yeah, no, nah, it's very what good a morning. to have you here. Yeah, it's been a great morning uh, post-Brownlow medal. Scotty will be joining us live from Melbourne. Scotty Cummings will be, uh, apparently he's got his own float organised for the parade. Wow. Yeah, um, you reckon Dakes is on the, on the urn over there? Oh, yeah. I think Scotty's got his hand yeah, out yeah, too. He'll have the cashy. Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> Let's get a break. Thanks for coming in, legend. No worries. Thank you for having Adam me. Adam Brayshaw, the Sandover medal superstar, joining us on Scotty and Goss. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. We've had a great time over the last couple of hours. Here are the highlights. Can you give us an Angus update? You can go to the Brownlow last night. He was invited? I think he would have been invited. He's still probably a bit sensitive to all the loud noises and just wants to relax and then chill. And I don't know if he's still happy with the AFL for the way that they uh, didn't invite him when he came third, so I don't know if he'll ever go to one. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence Birdseye uh, invented... The bird's eye fish finger. You like the wow, we have a look at it. I can't remember the last time I had a fish finger, but geez, I'll tell you what, they were a delicious treat. <laughs> With tomato sauce. Yeah, like which yeah, sauce. fish on tomato sauce. Not sure it went well, but it did somehow. Most fridges, someone's got a box or a packet of fish fingers. Yeah, somewhere in the freezer. And they just sit there. In the back, back, right at the back. They never go off. I think it's like the Twinkies. You could have you could have an apocalypse and somehow there'd be fish fingers ready to go. Bond and Pelly, uh, Goss and I were talking about it before. Seems like one of those guys that is just going to be a runner-up, a perennial runner-up, and never get it done. I mean, is that the uh, what, what? What do you make of it? He, he had such a good year and um, and just couldn't quite find a way over the line. Hello, Hamish. I've just been rolling out your uh, conspiracy theory called the Pie Fan Theory. Well, keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, I will. Can you ask Hammer if he is playing for East Perth next year? Yes, I am. Is oh. that the question? Oh. That's interesting, man. Yeah? Yeah, that, that's I will be back. Wow. Two more years at East Perth, I've signed wow. off for, so I'll be Should there. I dig deeper on um, that? He, he, no. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, where's Tony? I'm, there it is. I'm just checking that that's a real question. That's a question. You just haven't made it up. No, I'm not no, making I'm it up. I'm looking at it. Tony, right there. Peter Dacos, what sort of week have you got, mate? I'm sure, you know, there's Cashy's galore coming up for the Dakes. How many, <laughs> how, how many events uh, have you got, mate? The tax man's not listening. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you must be an undercover agent for the ATO or something, <laughs> Been a lot of fun. Thanks, Hammer. You enjoy your day off and going back to work at the West Coast Eagles. Hmm. Uh, also, uh, thanks to Heat Up and thanks to Special K for pulling the show together as well. Fingers crossed we check in with the great man, Scotty Cummings, who will be on the ground in Melbourne for the grand final week. He's taking the fam over. Can't wait to chat to the unit. Congratulations to Lockie Neal. Enjoy your day. News is next. 
Thanks to the team at Loop Logics, the Swiss Army Knife of Construction Management. Stay with SEN. Everything you need to know about Grand Final is right here on the network.